Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome, welcome to FF episode 2513 2513. It's Mike Matthews and it's Mike's Daily Podcast. It's like a perfect fall day today and this crazy sunsets we get in the Bay Area. I don't think it upsets anybody, but what does is the crazy traffic and our high taxes and nobody likes that. And that's how that is. It's Mike Matthews and we got stuff to get to's today. Mike's Daily Podcast. Because it's Mike's Daily Podcast live from Cafe Anyway somewhere in Podcastro Valley. Mike's the last place on earth. Daily. Are you ready for Podcast Halloween on Monday? Yeah. Lots of crazy stuff happened today. Paul Pelosi Giselle Bunchin and Yay and Quiet quitting. Is that still happening? Are people still quiet quitting? Is that going to be a thing? The Great Resignation gave workers the cover to take it easy on the job. Yes. And as a manager, it was horrible. This year was horrible. Anybody, any employee that had an attitude went from a 10 to a thousand and ten it was just crazy the attitudes how they flipped out people 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 that work for other people well managers work for other people I kind of flipped out towards my manager but the great resignation gave workers the cover to take it easy on the job yours truly never took it easy on the job I had to work more work harder because the employees behind me below me were cutting out early and that kind of thing at the moment the job market is still strong but with job openings down by 15 percent since march's record high and here's today's podcast picture it is clear that the frenzy of the great resignation is beginning to moderate and employers are cracking down Business Insider looked into it. The podcast picture today, let's see, I think we'll go with some nice sunset picture that I took today is that it is such a beautiful sunset that happened. So see that at mikesdailypodcast.com. Workers are sensing the shift in the mounting headlines about company layoffs. People maybe remembering back to 2008, how it went. The late great Basil the Boxer. Who I'm sure enjoyed When I was out of work Because I could walk him all the time Have some great walks The budget cuts Are limiting raises And the heightened scrutiny Is happening Of employees productivity What exactly do you do? Now My boss would always look over my shoulder at my staff and go, are they working hard enough? Are they doing enough? Are they? Well, that imagine that has been kicked up from a 10 to a thousand and ten. The smart ones are adjusting their behavior accordingly. I'm fascinated because I had an employee who left recently and he pretty much could get away with whatever he wanted. Oh, it's his birthday today, by the way. Now he's working at a place that's a laboratory 
That's run by the government I don't know if he's going to be able to Stretch his wings as much as he used to before I gave him a lot of freedom Because I could see that he had a lot of talent But then he he used that freedom to just complain And moan And just basically throw a lot of excess stress on me That I certainly did not need But it's not surprising that Coasting culture As it is known Coasting culture Turns out And there's a lot of Coasting culture Happening on the west coast Turns out to be sensitive To the fluctuations Of the labor market Given that its predecessor Called hustle culture Was born in an age of Economic insecurity Remember the hustle culture Everybody's gotta Have a side hustle Because of this risk People felt compelled to work harder And become indispensable Millennials Who graduated into the Great Recession Devoted themselves to jobs Their jobs even more fiercely They were grateful to have jobs at all Even if they were underpaid And overqualified to do them After months of taking it easy on the job Quiet quitters are back to working long hours For one simple reason They're terrified of getting laid off But the pandemic made millennials imagine how their lives might change If they stopped putting work at the center of them But it was the red hot job market in 2021 That really gave workers the chance to live out their liberating new philosophy The bidding war for job seekers It got crazier by the day Americans were switching jobs at a record rate It was the great reshuffle Desperate to attract job candidates And retain their existing staff Companies were suddenly crowding Were uh, crowing about work-life balance Companies were also hanging on to every employee No matter how bad they were at their jobs (laughs) Wow, I saw that happen I saw employers Suddenly giving out raises Because they didn't want people to leave Because they saw there, there was places they could go At the end of 2021, human resources managers reported that they were going to manage out fewer than 2% of low performers compared with the usual 5%. Things today look very different. For starters, consider what's going on at Facebook over there at Meta. Executives of Meta have instructed managers to bucket 15% of their employees as needs improvement. Labeling a... uh, is conducting they're conducting quiet layoffs labeling a specific number of workers as underperformers is the latest sign of retrenchment by the companies they're looking for underperformers as we go outside a cafe anyway we're bringing mike's daily podcast somewhere in podcaster valley the last place on earth anyway the same pattern is playing out elsewhere in the tech industry over the summer managers at snap snapchat oh snap were told to put at least 10% of their workers on performance improvement. A few weeks later, the company cut its full-time workforce by, wow, 20%. At Google, CEO there, my phone just turned on, declared that he wanted to increase efficiency also by 20%. At Oracle, which let go of hundreds of employees in August and again this month, Employees worry that more cuts are coming 
Nationwide, the unemployment rate remains at 3.5%, matching its lowest since 1969. But that's not going to last, according to Business Insider. The Federal Reserve expects unemployment to climb to 4.4% by at least the end of the year. Gone are the days of sky-high salary offers from desperate employers. That's gone. Sensing that they have the upper hand, companies are cracking down on remote work. That's going to be a thing of the past. Uh, hustle culture? Is that ever coming back? For hundreds of years, the work week was actually getting shorter. Then came the gospel of love what you do. Free temporarily from the shackles of hustle culture, millions of Americans have glimpsed a new way of ordering their lives. And experts say... The chief scientist of workplace culture at Culture Partners says, her name is Jessica Kriegel. I don't think that people can forget this reevaluation that they've done. We're never going to be back to pre-pandemic norms. All that from Business Insider. Fascinating. Fascinating. I see a lot of it is true. Oh, Hugh Jackman was humiliated. What? He says losing role after auditioning with Sandra Bullock was humiliating. He revealed to Variety that he was grossly unprepared when he auditioned as an unknown actor for a role back in 2000 for the action comedy Miss Congeniality starring Sandra Bullock. <laughs> before This is before uh, he became Wolverine, which launched his career and Made him lots and lots of money. He was underprepared for the audition. He was one of small group. He was a small group of actors. One of the small group of actors that tested with Bullock. Who both starred in the film as the undercover agent Gracie Hart. And served as a producer. Ended up being a huge movie. He thought holy bleep. She's amazing and so quick and fast. I'm not even vaguely up to speed here. He said, I didn't know the script well enough. So it's best to know the script well enough, I guess is the... Uh, oh, he was auditioning for another person named Matthews. The role of FBI agent Eric Matthews. It ultimately went to Benjamin Bratt. Okay, and that's enough of that. Look who's here outside a cafe anyway. Hello, Mike Matthews. It's Shelly Stewart, Discount Supervisor. I heard on the last podcast you had a very early version of me, Mike Matthews. Yes. The version that we had of Shelly Shuhart back in the days of the Santa Fe Cafe 20 years ago, we heard her on the last podcast. It was fascinating, Shelly Shuhart. I know, Mike Matthews. I know I'm different. Everybody's different. It's been 20 years for crying out loud. Mike Matthews. That's right. And we're going to have another installment of Let's Go Back with Matthews in just a moment. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. This is Floyd, the floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer, Mike. Yes, it is such a beautiful day with the sunset. And that's what happens in the fall in the Bay Area. Well, that was interesting. Did you just get a motorboat motor? Yes, my grandpa is a motorboat motor. Uh-huh. Let's go way back in time, shall we? 
on the segment let's go back with matthews we're going back way back now mike matthews is a person that works in radio that does this podcast in fact that person is me and i was so interested so enamored with radio going way back to my childhood when I would listen to the radio and hear the disc jockeys playing the music in between the songs, they would talk and say interesting things, I thought. I want to do that, I thought, in my head, I thought. I had a little cassette recorder, and unfortunately, I did not keep those cassettes. I remember vividly throwing them out in the 80s, so disgusted by what I heard. However, then in the 80s, I did work at a radio station, and the disc jockey there by the name of Michael Newman, who worked in the evening, said to me if you want to be on the radio you got to show me what you sound like you gotta go in that production room that recording room right there with those two turntables and you make me a, a di- disc jockey what we call an air check you make me a demo tape and let's hear what you sound like so I did and lo and behold just a few weeks ago I found this cassette And I'm going to play you a tiny bit of what yours truly sounded like back in 1987. That is 7,000 years ago. Let's go and listen to that. I am not good at math. That's why I am in radio. But I know it was a while back. That's all I'm saying. Okay, shall we listen to a little bit? Here we go. This is yours truly. On a radio station in Santa Barbara called Y97. Mississippi Association. Hmm. Now Y97 will be on hand with some great prizes. So for more information, give me a call here on Y97. Here's Prince, and you know something, darling? You got the look. I'm telling you. It's crazy. Y97. Prince. That was a Prince song with uh, Sheila E. Easton. Wait, it was Sheila Easton. And then he had that other song, Glamorous Life, that he produced for Sheila E. and Love Bazaar. That's right, I remember that. Okay, here I am now. By the way, so I have to be clear, this was not on the radio, but it was like a demo tape that I made to get on the radio, which I then did like overnight shifts and stuff. But this is me. I'm probably about... I don't think I'm even 21 yet, huh? I am... Yeah, I'm like 20 or 19 here. 197 Santa Barbara's Hot FM. We in the Lacumbra Fitness Gallery are having an eight-hour non-stop aerobic action this Saturday to benefit the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Now, Y97 will be on hand with some great prizes. So for entry, entry information, contact the Fitness Gallery, Manufacturer Sports Outlet, and Santa Barbara's Hot FM, Y97. I wonder what that song was. That sounded so 80s. It sounded like it it was like a dance montage scene from some 80s movie. All right, let's listen to one more clip. Non-stop music, Y97 and Mike Matthews. Be listening this hour at 2.20 for your chance to win tickets to see Cher's latest flick called Moonstruck. It's a late night premiere from your Y97. B. A, B, C. That's what we are. It all must be a love bazaar. There's Sheila E there with the prince. Ah, wonderful. All right, thank you. That was Let's Go Back with Matthews. La Cumbre Plaza. Ah, and yeah, we'd have these midnight premieres. I remember that in all those. That was awesome. It was at the Arlington Theater in Santa Barbara. 
Such a beautiful theater. So many great memories at the theater. Uh, they also had concerts. I once saw 10,000 Maniacs when they first came out. And Natalie Merchant. And they opened for Squeeze. That was phenomenal. And then another time I saw Roger McGuinn of The Birds perform like a solo set just by himself and his guitar. And then suddenly the curtain came up and there was Crowded House. And they actually did an album together called Birdhouse. Because he was with The Birds and they were Crowded House. And then Crowded House, they performed and it was phenomenal. In fact, I found out later... Uh, another person who was very enamored with Crowded House and their live performances was Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up. He apparently loves it. That's what he says in that installment of What's In My Bag from Amoeba Music, where he shows his interest in ACDC and all kinds of interesting bands you wouldn't think Rick Astley was into. Apparently, Rick Astley started out as a drummer when he got into music before having those amazing pipes when he sang. But the point is, that Crowded House is phenomenal and I saw them again something like 20 years after I saw them originally at the Arlington Theater but this time also in Santa Barbara at the Santa Barbara Bowl and that was an amazing show uh, that was 2008 or 7, seven 2007 now it's time for the segment one more segment and then we're done doesn't see the end of the podcast you gotta tell all your friends about this wonderful podcast that does all these amazing segments it's all very segmental hey I got a interesting... So we had an artist, a band called Scabs last night. This is a song called Scars. Hey, Mike, I feel like we are all put into existence without getting any say in the matter. Although I love being here, I kind of fantasize about this option that if I wanted to, I could leave at any given moment. For me, it's a choice. Yikes! This dude's suicidal, you boy. This song is about being brave enough to share your scars with people, okay? And the name of this person is D-W-I, or Dwy. Dwy. Let's listen to Dwy's song called Scars. And it looks like it's on YouTube, so we're going to listen to it off of that here. Scars. And apparently, he wants me to listen to the acoustic version. Very good. Let's listen to that. A little bit of... Wow, Dwy. And it's interesting, he's performing this. This is on YouTube. The song Scars. Wasn't that a horrible song by... Who who did the song Scars? Papa Roach. Oh, that was terrible. No, but Dwy is... When he's performing that, what we just heard, it's just him, his guitar, and he's singing into a mic that is about... I'd say about three feet away from him picking up his performance there. Okay, and here is another band entitled entitled uh, The Menu Colin Stetson 
is the name of this person here. An album called The Menu Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. Okay. It's the lead single. He is a... A Grammy Award-winning saxophonist, multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, and composer, Colin Stetson. Okay. And here is a little bit of that. A song called All Aboard. Yes, I've heard of that. Oh. they tra- It's a couple that travels to a coastal island to eat an exclusive restaurant. That's nev- That premise there is never good. Never go all the way to a coastal island to eat at an exclusive restaurant. Because you know the menu is going to have things on there that are going to scare you. Especially this close to Halloween. The chef, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, I call him Ralph. You can call him Rafe if you want. I'm saying Ralph. His name is Ralph Mouth Finds. Has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Starring Ralph Finds, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Hong Chai, Janet McTeer, Reed Bernie, Judith Light, and John Leguizamo. Is that guy ever not going to get work? He gets work. He's a voice of some character from some franchise. He's he's a villain. He's all sorts of things. So, anyway, Cafe Anyway, there you go. Which ones you like better? Did you like Dwight with his song Scars? Or did you like Colin Stetson with a song I played a little bit of All Aboard? From the menu soundtrack. I bet you he got a nice paycheck for that. If I were you. And I was someone that called up podcasts. And called them like now. At 336-MM-DAILY. That's 3 plus 3 equals 6-MM. As in Mike Matthews Daily. As in what this podcast has been for a couple days. And that's what the name of the show is. And sometimes I get interrupted. So it's always a daily podcast. So there. Call now. 336-MM. Daily. If I was someone that called in, I'd call for the guy who's a little more independent and a little more broke, Dwy. So you tell me. Call me 336-MM-DAILY. With more ways to reach me, it is a friend. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now. Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.